What's up, what's up, what's up, L.A. basketball fans? It's your boy, L.A. Ray Harris, host of L.A. Courtside Podcast, a podcast brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network and sponsored by DraftKings.com. So check it out, L.A. fans. I'm sitting here, man, ready to do some recording on this upcoming game tomorrow night between the Lakers and the L.A. Clippers. And I put on Twitter just a little preview, a little, a little movie clip. Uh, with the music in the background, I got five only by Houdini. You all know, you all know I love that old school music. So I had to throw that on there and just let everybody know by tomorrow night I will have five on it. Not go tell you guys who I'm betting on. Yeah, you know I love the LA Clippers and the LA Lakers, but it's one of those games where I gotta drop down, a, you know, a couple of C notes on this particular game. So what I'm gonna do in this particular episode is just set the stage for you on this game for tomorrow night. Let you all know where the Clippers and the Lakers are at this time before this game uh, commences tomorrow night. And then in the second segment, I will do a preview of the actual game uh, with the starters and the reserves and who's going to be guarding who and things like that. Let me start off with the L.A. Clippers who played last night and they lost to the Sacramento Kings. 124 to 115. It seems like the Sacramento Kings, that is a scrappy group of players. They love playing in the Staples Center. They beat the Lakers, of course, in the Staples Center. And now they also just came to the uh, Staples Center and beat the the L.A. Clippers. But it seemed like the Clippers last night were in a letdown mode. They did not have Paul George, and we all know Paul George was left out of this game. That low management piece that the A lot of NBA teams are doing nowadays. He was kept out of this game simply to rest up for the big game tomorrow night against the Lakers. But even having said all that, it seems like the the Clippers should have played a little bit better than they did last night. Again, Sacramento, that young scrappy team, they do have some good players on that team. De'Aaron Fox, Tyrese Halliburton, players like that, you know, Buddy Heald. Davion Mitchell from Baylor, he scored 20 points, 7 out of 10 from the field. That kid looks like he's going to be a very, very good player. De'Aaron Fox led Sacramento with 24 points. And I'm glad he did score 24 points because I won a couple of dollars on one of those fantasy uh, apps by De'Aaron Fox scoring 24 points. So thank you so much, De'Aaron Fox, for that. But as far as the L.A. Clippers go, the uh, Marcus Morris Sr. right now is a real concern for this particular team. 22 minutes, only one out of nine from the field for two points. Did not play well at all. And Serge Ibaka still doesn't seem like he has his sea legs back from coming back from that back injury. He was only two of eight for five points. In my humble opinion, I think Isaiah Hartenstein has been playing much, much better than Serge Ibaka. At least he's playing a whole lot more consistently. He played 18 minutes last night, five of eight from the field, four rebounds, I'm sorry, eight rebounds, four assists, 11 points. It seems like every time he's on the floor, good things happen to the Clippers when Hartenstein is on the floor. Now, one of the positives from the Clippers game last night is the trio of Terrence Mann, Luke Kennard, and Brandon Boston Jr. Now, 
these three guys are it's going to be hard for Ty Lue to figure out who's going to get the most playing time out of these three uh, kids. Well, I'm not going to call Luke Kennard a kid. He's been in the league for a while, but Brandon Boston and T-Man are a little younger. But Mann and Kennard both scored 19 points, and Brandon Boston Jr. scored 13 points on 5 of 10 shooting. This young kid looks fearless, and when he gets in the game, it's, he's just full of energy. He's like the energizer bunny out there. Kid runs all across the floor. He has a lot of growing to do, of course, but, you know, when he gets in there, good things happen. Five out of ten, again, not sure if he's going to get a lot of playing time when this Laker game comes about tomorrow. You know, it may be a situation that Paul George did not play, so they had to, you know, give those minutes to someone. Luke Kennard played 29 minutes, so he got a lot of the Paul George minutes. He played well himself. Seven out of 12 from the field, four or six from three-point land for 19 points. He even had a four-point play where Luke Kennard shot one from deep. And uh, I'm not sure who fouled him for Sacramento. And he went on to make the four-point play. So Luke Kennard played well himself. And I've said all season long that if they get this kind of output from Luke Kennard, the Clippers would be a tough, tough team to beat. All they need him to do is come off the bench and fire up those threes. He was four out of six from three. We know he can shoot the ball. He's not the best defender in the world. But they didn't sign him to that four-year, $64 million extension to be a defensive stopper. So Luke Kennard does what Luke Kennard does. And if he continues to do that, then the Clippers will be very, very tough. T-Man, another young guy, 26 minutes, eight out of 13 from the field, scored 19 points. Now, he had been struggling a little bit in his last few games, but he's uh, he picked it up in that game last night. Now, maybe T-Man is thinking, hey, I got this young dude behind me, Brandon Boston Jr., you know, who's playing pretty well. T-Man doesn't want his spot to be taken. He also signed a two-year extension on his contract. So he may have it in the back of his mind, you know, I don't want my minutes taken by Brandon Boston Jr. or no more of the minutes taken by Luke Kennard. And then you have Keon Johnson, who also, he played only 12 minutes last night, only scored two points. But you got some young guys on this Clipper roster who's going to be vying for playing time. And Ty Lue has a good problem on his hand. This is not a bad thing. He has a he has a deep, deep team. And he has some very, very good young players. Uh, Justice Winslow, I'm, I've said this from the beginning of the season. I still don't know why the Clippers signed him. This is nothing personal against Justice Winslow. But I just don't think he offers anything definitely offensively. And, you know, defensively he's okay. But – you know, I, I think the injury to his hip, you know, he's he had a hip replacement at 25 or 26 years old or something like that. That's kind of hard to overcome. But, you know, he's on a team and, you know, maybe he'll serve a purpose down the line. But, you know, as far as the rest of the, the, the Clippers, you know, Reggie Jackson, he's going to have to play better against the Lakers. 27 minutes, only five out of 15 from the field. He's been kind of struggling uh, lately himself, and he's going to definitely have to pick it up. You know, here's another guy that they extended another couple of years. Uh, I think it was 22 million, uh, two years, 22 million, so 11 million per year. And you know, Reggie Jackson, I'm sure he's going to get better as the season goes along. We all know what he did last year in the playoffs. You know, once Kyrie Leonard got hurt, and um, Paul George needed a, a second scorer, Reggie Jackson stepped up to the plate. He was arguably, it wasn't even a doubt, not even arguably, he was their second best player in the playoffs last year when they beat Utah and then they went on to lose to the Phoenix Suns in six games. But Reggie Jackson had a tremendous showing for himself and he got rewarded with the extension in his contract. But 
he's been up and down so far this year. He, he really has been. He's going to have to pick it up. Um, his assist is okay. He, you know, he had six assists last night. His turnovers has actually gone down. It's his shooting that's kind of troublesome so far. Last night he was 0 for 4 uh, from three-point land. Other games, though, especially down the stretch. Now, in fourth quarters, Reggie Jackson, you know, when he shoots those threes, it seems like in the fourth quarter he's on point. But leading up to the uh, fourth quarter is when it seems like he's not on his game. So he's going to need to pick it up as well. Eric Bless, so we know, is not a uh, an offensive uh, guru, so to speak. You know, he's a, he's a defensive stopper. You know, dude's a bulldog. Dude's a fire hydrant, man. He's a, a bull in the china shop type guy. 19 minutes, eight points. So we know what to expect out of out of Bledsoe. So the Clippers so far this year, again, they're 11 and 11. And, you know, a lot of people thought that they would be better than that. You know, they're, they're suffering from the same sort of malaise that I would say the Lakers are going through right now. Inconsistency. Inconsistency at its best. And, you know, if I'm going to have my dream of an all-L.A. Uh, Western Conference Finals, Tinseltown, baby, all-L.A. all the time. The Clippers are going to have to pick up the pace just like the L.A. Lakers will have to pick up the pace. So speaking of the L.A. Lakers, the purple and gold, they are 12 and 11. And just like the Clippers, they are playing inconsistent basketball. Their last 10 games have been very, very inconsistent. You know, they lost three games in a row uh, starting uh, November 15th. They lost to Chicago, the Bulls. They lost to the Milwaukee Bucks and then they just got blew out at Boston, 130-108. to 108. And then they beat the Detroit Pistons. That's the game, of course, where the dust-up of, you know, LeBron James and uh, Isaiah Stewart over there uh, at the, for the Detroit Pistons. And uh, then they went on to lose to New York. And then they beat Indiana in overtime. Seems like the Lakers are playing a lot of overtime games lately here. And then the inexplicable loss to Sacramento in three overtimes, 141-137. to 137. And that game... I will say this, uh, fans, it seemed like the Lakers were really, really cocky in that game. I mean, they had that game in control. And next thing you know, them boys from Sacramento started balling. And, you know, Lakers started looking around at each other like, damn, what what the hell is happening? What the hell is happening here? These young kids, these young cats from Sacramento is coming back. They didn't even have, I believe, a couple of their starters in this game. LeBron James scored 30 points in that game. You know, he played well. But... You know, losing to Sacramento at the at the Staples Center, eh, not a good thing, not a good thing. And and the Laker fans are just beside themselves with the inconsistencies. And I see, you know, it's 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 legitimate. They are very very inconsistent from one game to the next. That next game against Detroit, it was the rematch. Uh, that was a one ten and one hundred six victory over Detroit. Thank God there was not any more dust ups between LeBron James and uh, Isaiah Stewart in that particular game. And uh, so they beat the Pistons, but they only beat them by four points. Trey Pistons played pretty well in that game. And then the Lakers got revenge against Sacramento when they went to Sacramento and won 117-92. Now, in that particular game, and again, my second segment, I'm going to talk about the matchup between the Clippers and the Lakers, but that's the game that LeBron James did not play in, unfortunately. Uh, he is in COVID protocol. And as of this recording right here that I'm doing right now, do not know whether LeBron James is going to be able to play tomorrow night in the game against the Clippers. Of course, that would be unfortunate. We all like to see the, um, the superstars play, but he may not be able to play. I think the NBA rule says if you test positive, 
uh, you have to test negative like two times within 24 hours in order to play again. Now the Lakers players are saying, and the Lakers brass are saying that uh, this is asymptomatic of LeBron James. LeBron James has, from what we all understand, has received the vaccination. I'm not going to get into you know vaccination statuses and things like that, but according to reports, he has received it. But um, uh, he did test positive, and they're saying it's asymptomatic right now. So if he tests, does a couple more tests in the next 24 hours, and they're both negative, it's possible he can play against the Clippers tomorrow night. If not, then he will not be on the floor. And the Lakers are going to have to make some adjustments. Adjustments, I'm sorry. But going back to the Sacramento game, Anthony Davis played pretty well, 25 points, 12 out of 22 from the field. And I, I, it seems like I almost say this every episode. I don't know why L.A. fans is all over Anthony Davis. I mean, what do you want from this guy? seems like every time I look at the box score, he's got 25 points. He's, he's seven rebounds, three assists. Two steals, two blocks, one turnover. I do. Uh, 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 I put out a um, over under on Anthony Davis on how many times he's going to fall to the floor at three point five. It seems like he's on the floor all the time. I mean, I mean, my God, dude, what is your shoes too big? I mean, what's the deal? Dude falls a lot, but great player, great player. One interesting thing about this game against Sacramento is DeAndre Jordan only played four minutes, and before that game, Vogel, from all accounts, uh. Uh, communicated to Dwight Howard that he was not going to be used in that game. I don't know what happened uh, between the time Dwight Howard got that news and the game started, but Dwight Howard ended up playing 35 minutes. And he had 13 rebounds. He was plus 27 on the floor. This was easily the best game that LeBron, I'm sorry, Dwight Howard has played all year round. He scored 12 points. So now that begs the question, moving forward, DeAndre Jordan has gotten the majority of the starts at center. So now is Frank Vogel going to put in Dwight Howard to take Jordan's place and let Jordan come off the bench for some defense and some rebounding? That would be interesting to see when the game starts uh, tomorrow night. Russell Westbrook, of course, he's been an enigma all season. Fans have been on him, or other fans say lay off the guy. He's a superstar. He's a, he's a uh, walking triple-double. He scored 23 points against Sacramento, 9 out of 21 from the field, 6 assists, but he also had four turnovers. We know he's going to turn the ball over. He's going to have to get better at that as the season goes along if the Lakers want to make it to the Western Conference Finals. So now one player that, that's a real concern for the Lakers is Taylor Horton Tucker. When he came back from his injury, he had, I believe it was three straight games with over 20 points, something like that. And since then, he's like winning in tank. So I'm not sure what's going on with THT. THT in the house, Taylor Horton Tucker. He only scored two points against Sacktown. 16 minutes. He was minus 10 while he was on the floor. Not sure what's going on with him, but I tell you what, I'm not sure how long Frank Vogel and the, and the Lakers staff is going to sit back and watch him struggle. Malik Monk is a guy who can easily start. But as of right now, if it were me, I would keep Monk coming off the bench because he, along with Carmelo Anthony right now, is like firecrackers coming off that Laker bench. Monk played 33 minutes. He was 8 out of 16 from the field. Hit that long, long three-point shot before the buzzer. I think it was the end of the one of those quarters, first, second quarter. I'm not sure which one it was. Can't remember. But he was 6 out of 10 from beyond the arc, and he was plus 33 while he was on the floor. It's Malik Monk. Malik Monk I'm speaking of. He's been playing very, very well these last, I would say, six, seven games. 
Again, Dwight Howard, he did his thing coming off the bench. Carmelo Anthony, 19 minutes, 4 of 9 from the field. He did not make the 3. He was 0 of 2, but he did contribute 14 points. He's been playing really, really consistent ball coming off of that bench. And uh, the Lakers, as long as he stays healthy, uh, the Lakers will be um, well served by uh, keeping Carmelo Anthony coming off of that bench uh, because he's he's like a three-point assassin. That's what he brought the Lakers brought him in there for, and that's what he's going to do. So having said all that, that kind of sets the stage that uh, lets you all know where both of these teams are right now. So again, tomorrow night, that game, it will be at the Staples Center, and you can just throw out the window the the last 10 games that the Lakers have played inconsistently and this last loss with the Clippers in Sacramento. Nobody's going to be thinking about that tomorrow. Laker fans, Clipper fans, as I mentioned in that little Twitter video, let the trolling begin. You guys know I'm not into that trolling. I'm not going to call the Clippers the flippers. I'm not going to call the Lakers the fakers. I'm not into all of that. I let all of you fans do all of that. And even if LeBron James does not play, by the way, you know, that still doesn't take away from this game. You know, as far as I'm talking to Laker fans right now, you still have Anthony Davis. You still have Westbrook. You still have had Carmelo Anthony. You still have Malik Monk playing well. The young kid, Austin Reeves, is back. You got the veteran, uh, Rajon Rondo. You know, uh, Wayne Ellington, by the way, scored nine points. He's, he's playing okay in the last few games. So just because you don't have LeBron James does not mean that uh, this game has any less of a appeal, let's say. So with that, before I get to the second segment and just preview this game, analyze a few matchups, here's a word from our sponsor, DraftKings.com. Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's just that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN, bet $1 on any team to score, and you win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. One minute rhymes and don't come out right, they bite. They never write, that's not polite. 
Again, this is your boy L.A. Ray Harris of L.A. Courtside Podcast, brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network and sponsored, as you just heard, by DraftKings.com. Check out that tune. L.A. fans, y'all don't know nothing about that. Y'all don't know nothing about that. The show, Doug E. Fresh. The show. Man, I love that old school song. Simply love it. So, Laker fans, Clipper fans, check it out. Again, tomorrow night, the big game of the night. The L.A. Lakers against the L.A. Clippers in the Staples Center. Not sure which one is going to have the home game moniker attached to them tomorrow night. I'm sorry. I neglected to check that out. We all know that they both play in the Staples Center. But one of these teams will have the home team designation uh, for tomorrow night. But in any event, I guess the next thing is uh, for us to find out if LeBron James is playing or not. At the time of this recording, I have not heard whether or not he's going to play. It does not seem like as of right now he is. As I mentioned before, you have to once you test positive and go into COVID protocol, uh, either you have to do the 14-day the quarantine like everybody else does, or you have to uh, test negative with twice within a 24-hour period. I'm pretty sure that, that those tests are being conducted probably as we speak right now. So as of right now, we don't know whether LeBron James is going to play or not. Um, as, as far as the Laker fans are concerned or, or NBA fans are concerned, or as far as I'm concerned, hell, it doesn't matter whether he plays or not. Now, of course, we all want to see the best players play. Uh, if LeBron James is not on the floor, okay, that's the superstar of the Lakers. Then Kawhi Leonard, of course, is not on the floor for the Clippers. One for one. One and one. Lose one superstar for one team, lose one superstar for another team, roll out the basketball, baby, and see what how it shakes out. Lakers, you still have Anthony Davis. You still have Russell Westbrook. You still have Carmelo Anthony. You still have Malik Monk. So just because LeBron James is not playing does not mean that you cannot win this basketball game. And the same goes for the Clippers without Kawhi Leonard. You know, you still have Paul George. You still have Reggie Jackson. You know, you 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 have you have your Luke Kennard, your Terrence Manns, your Avicia Zubak, who I love, by the way. Avicia Zubak, man, doesn't get a lot of credit. Don't know why. And Isaiah Hartenstein, by the way, needs to get more playing time. As far as I'm concerned, I know Ibaka is back, but he just does not look the same right now. That doesn't mean he's not going to pick it up between now and the end of the year, but he doesn't look the same. But going back to the matchup for tomorrow night. Lakers and Clippers. So I'm going to assume that LeBron James is not going to play. And if that's the case, the Lakers starters will more than likely be Wayne Ellington starting again, Taylor Horton Tucker, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook. And as I mentioned earlier in the first segment, Dwight Howard, I'm thinking now will start over DeAndre Jordan. There hasn't been any starting designations that have come out yet. For tomorrow night, obviously it's early. We'll find that out tomorrow. But in my opinion, I think Dwight Howard should be starting over DeAndre Jordan. So uh, lately, DeAndre Jordan's been playing like uh, I heard somebody say he's been playing like a uh, an ironing board. Uh, it's just it's just there. It just sits there. It doesn't do anything. And I wouldn't go that far. But he has not been playing all that well lately. And Laker fans are all over this guy. Now I remember earlier. Or, or when they signed DeAndre Jordan 
and Dwight Howard uh, as well. My thing was, I think JaVale McGee should have been one of those uh, two guys on this team, either JaVale McGee and Howard or JaVale McGee and Jordan. I like the way JaVale is playing with Phoenix. And uh, right now, Dwight Howard is playing pretty well. As I mentioned, he played well in the last game that the Lakers played. So that would be your starters. Again, Ellington, Horton Tucker, Davis, Westbrook, and I'm going to say Dwight Howard. Now, as far as the Clippers go, you got Reggie Jackson, Paul George, of course, Marcus Morris Sr., Eric Bledsoe, and Avicia Zubak. That has not changed. Now, these matchups are going to be really, really interesting, especially without LeBron James. Again, I'm going to assume that he's not playing. And I'll start with Reggie Jackson and Wayne Ellington. This, this is Reggie Jackson's opportunity to get off the schneid, so to speak. Wayne Ellington is not the best defender in the world. And, you know, Reggie Jackson can exploit that. He, he should be able to drive to the basket at will if Wayne Ellington is on Reggie Jackson. Now, it's possible that they could they put Taylor Horton Tucker on Reggie Jackson. That's a possibility. Right now, I have Paul George and Taylor Horton Tucker going head-to-head. And we all know what's going to happen there. Paul George is probably going to have a field day. He has had that one-game rest. He's going to be fired up for this game, of course. Taylor Horton Tucker is not playing well, at least offensively. He's not playing that well in the last few games. Uh, his confidence may be shot a little bit, and now you have to go out and try to uh, guard Paul George. It's going to be a monumental task for THT. Anthony Davis, I'm looking for him to match up against Marcus Morris Sr. Anthony Davis should win that battle. Not going to say easily. Marcus Morris is a tough guy, tough defender. But Anthony Davis is the more talented player, obviously. He has the height advantage on Marcus Morris Sr. Anthony Davis, I'm expecting a huge game from Anthony Davis, especially since uh, LeBron is not going to be playing. Uh, and, of course, you have Dwight Howard or, or DeAndre Jordan if he starts going to go, going up against Avisha Zubak. Now, Zubak should have – he's not going to have like a monster game. But every time you look at the box score with Zubak – it seems like he's always, you know, he'll be like four out of six from the field, five out of seven, six out of nine or something like that. You know, he'll get close to 10 rebounds and, you know, he's just a steady, steady player. And, you know, the the, the Clippers, they have a very, very good center at Visa Zubak. He's not going to be a guy that, you know, the, the Clippers are going to run their offensive game plan around, but, he, he provides a lot of toughness, and, you know, he can play defense down in the post, and he can score when he's in the lane. That's what he does. He's, he's a true center. So that'll be an interesting matchup as well. Dwight Howard, you know, if he gets the majority of the minutes at center, you know, he can do some damage offensively as well. As, just like Zubak, though, the Lakers are not going to run a whole lot of offensive sets for Dwight Howard. But, you know, Dwight Howard is good for those putbacks. You know, he's going to rebound. He's going to play, you know, some defense in the lane. You know, he may get a few fouls. Uh, and with Dwight Howard, uh, for some reason, sometimes he does a couple of boneheaded things, <laughs> you know, throughout the game that, that have you scratching your head. But other than that, you know, the guy's a pro's pro. You know what you're going to get out of Dwight Howard. And then when you look at the bench for the Lakers, you know, Austin Reeves is back, the, the, you know, the hot shot rookie that was drafted in the second round. And, you know, before he got injured, you know, he was a big-time fan favorite in, in, in L.A. or moving towards that moniker anyway. 
Uh, we'll see how he plays tomorrow night. Malik Monk is the guy that has been playing well lately. As I mentioned before, he's pressing for some more playing time. It's, it's, it's no doubt about that. Malik Monk is playing very, very good basketball. Not, not sure what's going to happen when Kendrick Nunn comes back to the Lakers. You know, when they signed both of those guys before the season started, I thought Kendrick Nunn was actually going to be the guy who was going to, you know, pick up a lot of the offensive load. And, uh, you know, he still may be serviceable in that capacity, but Malik Monk right now is playing very, very well. Uh, Carmelo Anthony, of course, he's going to give you Carmelo Anthony buckets. He's going to be fired up, geeked up for this particular game, and he's going to do his thing. And then you round out, you know, Baysmore, Rondo, and Jordan may not get all that much uh, playing time. Rondo is a guy, though, you know, if you have to put Rondo in there, you know what you're going to get. You're going to get steady play. He may be fired up and geeked up for this Clippers game as well. You know, his former team, the L.A. Clippers. So you have Rondo still sitting on the bench. He's like a player coach over there. So you, you, you normally get good results with Rondo on the floor. Avery Bradley probably won't be playing because of the sprained thumb that he is suffering from right now. And on the Clippers side, you know, Justice Winslow, as I mentioned, not sure why the Clippers even signed him. They haven't gotten anything from him just yet, but uh, it's a long season. So we'll see what happens with Winslow. Boston Kennard and um, Mann, again, are the key players off the bench tomorrow night for the Clippers. And Luke Kennard is one that if he's on, if Luke Kennard is on, his shot is on, and if his confidence is up, he can really, really do some damage. He can definitely do some damage. If you saw that game against Sacramento last night, uh, Luke Kennard was in his element. His, his confidence was up. He was shooting the ball uh, with, with tremendous confidence. And when that happens, he's a very, very good player coming off the bench. He's not going to he's not a defensive stalwart, but again, he's not the, um, the old lay guy too. the, uh, uh, the guy with the cape uh, and, uh, and the bulls in Spain or whatever you call those guys with the red cape. Ole, ole, ole defense. That's not Luke Kennard, but, you know, he's not an Eric Bledsoe type guy either. Uh, everyone's going to be looking at Brandon Boston Jr. tomorrow. You know, did he get all of those minutes last night simply because Paul George uh, was on the shelf on that one game uh, rest? W that That's going to be very, very interesting to see if um, – if Ty Lue gives Brandon Boston Jr. some significant minutes, I'm not talking garbage time. You know, if one of these two teams is getting blowed out and, and you bring in Brandon Boston Jr. just to uh, run the clock out, you know, I want to see him in some significant minutes in a huge, huge game against a very, very formidable opponent, opponent uh, which the L.A. Lakers are. So I'm going to be looking forward to that tomorrow as well. And, of course, uh, Kawhi Leonard, we all know that he probably won't be back. If he comes back at all, it won't be until um, April or maybe even May of next year. You know, who knows? So, Laker fans, you know, hey, stand behind your team. Stand behind your team. I know they've been playing inconsistently, but, hey, they put this team together. Somebody put them together, either LeBron James, Palinka, whoever. So this is what you got. It's going to be, you know, I hear all these trade, trade this person, trade that person, trade Westbrook. I wouldn't mind seeing uh, Ben Simmons come in there because you know he's not going to hog the ball and shoot it all over the place. Other than that, you're, you're stuck with Westbrook in that $44 million contract. So it is what it is. I don't think he's going anywhere. So, you know, stay behind your, your team, Lakers. It's still early. It's only 22 games played. As far as the Clippers go, same thing. Hey, Stay behind your team. And I also want to give, speaking of the Clippers, I also want to give a shout-out to um, 
J J P the Truth Teller. He is on Twitter a lot, and he has a podcast along with his partner called The Dunk Tales. The Dunk Tales. Uh, wherever you get your podcast from, whatever platform you get your podcast from, look up that podcast. Again, it's called The Dunk Tales featuring JP, the truth teller. He is a Clipper fan, a huge Clipper fan from San Diego. He reps his team big time. And the podcast is really, really informative, really, really entertaining, along with his partner. I can't think of his partner's name, but his partner is a Boston Celtics fan. And, you know, they go back and forth. They talk about the Eastern Conference, Western Conference, and very, very informative show. So uh, shout out to my man, JP, the, uh, the truth teller on the dunk tales look that up on your wherever you get your podcast from so having said all of that that sets the stage fans for tomorrow night la la is gonna be hopping tinsel town i'm sure there's gonna be parties and i'm sure there's gonna be a lot of trolling back and forth between these two teams that do not like each other at all the fan bases do not like each other at all Hey, I'm just the monkey in the middle, I guess. I'm just, you know, again, I'm just your unbiased host. I tell it like it is. And, hey, if your team sucks, I'm going to tell you that. The Clippers, Lakers, whichever one. They're not playing well, they suck. I'm going to tell you that. I have no emotional emotional ties anyway to either one of these teams. But, you know, I'm just on here to try to give some unbiased and some good content on both of these teams. As I am a fan of the city of Los Angeles as a whole. So, with that, thank you all for listening. Uh, wherever you get your podcast from, as I mentioned, uh, you can find LA Corsat Podcast on Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Odyssey, uh, Google Play, wherever you get your um, your podcast from. Uh, look up LA Corsat Pod and you will find it. I'd like to thank the Basketball Podcast Network for putting on this show and also thank our sponsor, DraftKings.com. So, LA, LA, Tinseltown, my fam in LA. Until the next episode of LA Courtside. Peace. I format the rhymes step by step, make them sound deaf to maintain my rap. Prepare to come off in case of a diss. Don't worry about the thing, cause we can see I can turn the party out just by standing still. Make a lady scream and shout while the brothers I kill. Take total control of your body and soul. Pack a nine.